Welcome to Let the Play Develop, a podcast by normal, ordinary sports fans, just like anyone else. We don't know everything, but might as well talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, the concept of the show, we're going to talk about mainly football and basketball content. Uh, that's mainly what we know most about. Uh, simple as that. We we do have a, a little Liga, fan. It's oh, yeah, not we La Liga, have. It's, um, it's Serie A. Yeah, I like, I like Serie A. That's true. Dear. Okay. Serie A. I'm going to be flamed on the first episode <laughs> for mispronouncing soccer leagues. Yeah, it's, it's an Italian tough. soccer league. <laughs> At least you caught it. I wouldn't have known what to say. Because I was going to say something about him a soccer fan. Oh, yeah, dude. Bro, nah, hey, I don't know Sorry. if y'all have watched it. Football. It's entertaining though. Don't, you get don't 45 cut minutes off of too much of our fan base in the first episode. <laughs> <You're> right, <laughs> right. It's also I love I love watching it though because you get 45 minutes straight, no commercial breaks till halftime. It's actually kind of nice. I ain't gonna lie. All these other sports, like you watch four minutes of gameplay and they. That's fair. I'm just saying. All right, so uh, we're gonna go around one by one and introduce ourselves and name our favorite teams. I'll start. My name is Seth. I am a big uh, UNC basketball fan, North Carolina. Go Heels. Uh, same with their football team. Uh, NFL, I'm a Panthers fan. And NBA, I'm a Warriors fan. I know I just pissed so many people off. On that note, just because you like specified basketball and football for college, I wonder how many people there are that like one team for one sport and one team for the other. Oh, if I there know is, it's like, is ECU football I know it's and, like maybe and it's, some other basketball team. Maybe it's like, oh, I like Ohio State or Michigan for a football type mm-hmm. deal. Anyway, that was interesting to me. Honestly, that, I don't even mind NC State football. Me either. You like, just don't like NC State basketball? Yeah, I just don't like NC State basketball. NC State basketball is not a threat anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. This year, this year they are. But um, uh, anyway. Yeah, I'm just I'm curious why you don't like NC State basketball. Because go heels. I grew up watching mad It's because that's the sport basketball. that UNC's good at. Wait, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I was going to say, hold up. <laughs> We're not that good at go Dra- Drake, man, I love you, but... Our football team as a collective isn't that great. Okay, so you don't like the football team that consistently beats you, but the basketball team that consistently loses to you, you don't like. Facts. <laughs> All right, Steven, your teams? I Clearly, I'm an NC State fan. I love uh, NC State athletics. Um, also, as far as basketball, believe it or not, I'm a Hornets fan. Just keep it all on the state. And uh, same with the Panthers. I'm a big Panthers fan. That's that's pride right there. That's, yeah. that's I, I'm proud because I could not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't Nate's know. all over the place. I'm ready for people to hear this part. Oh, all right. yeah, at least so, you just go out of the state yeah, for basketball. <laughs> this is going to be um, interesting. <laughs> okay, so Give us your team, we're going to keep it simple. Basketball, I'm a fellow UNC fan. Um, I'm not as diehard as I used to be, but I still have a passion for that. those blue bloods. Um, yes, anyway, so when it comes to football, uh, I uh, in basketball, I go into a poverty state. <laughs> um, <laughs> football, I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan. It started with Kurt Warner in the Super Bowl. I saw him. I was like, that's a good Christian fellow right there. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> went from bagging groceries to playing on the field. Inspirational. I love the uh, criteria. That movie was crazy, bro. <laughs> That Zach and Cody episode, though? That's, that Sweet Life <laughs> on Deck <laughs> episode was nuts, bro. Okay. Second, Washington Wizards. Uh, this is my depression. Like, I fell in love with them because of John Wall. Watching those oh. prime John Wall highlights. Now that, yeah. Like, young John Wall, Bradley Beal duo. I get Otto that. Porter on the three. That that team that they played, the um, the Atlanta Hawks, beat them in the series and then almost beat the um, – the Celtics, but Kelly Olynyk decided to play good for once in his life, and they actually won Game Seven. Well, who, who thought he was going to drop twenty to thirty points in Game Seven? Yeah, no, no one. I, I remember that. I, that was when they had Paul Pierce. Right? Sense. That was the Isaiah Thomas almost MVP season. Oh, was that when Paul Pierce hit a game winner in the playoffs? Jeez, it's been that he long. might have been. 
I feel like he beat the Atlanta Hawks. I think Paul Pierce was, was on the right Clippers at that point. John Wall uh, became a walking Paul Pierce injury. Walk, yeah, literally <laughs> walking literally, in his house, going yeah, to the walking bathroom. walking in his house. He got hurt <laughs> out eight months. <laughs> All right, so that those are my teams. Um, outside of that, I'm pretty flexible. That's fair. Also, another thing, we'll be talking about fantasy content. Oh, yeah. uh, I love fantasy sports. Spoiler alert, this episode we're going to be, our big segment's going to be recapping the fantasy football season. So yeah, love fantasy sports. Big fan of that here. Let's get into our first segment. This is your weekly news recap. So one of the biggest uh, things going around right now is Tom Brady's re-retirement. 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 He, he made it official. He submitted the papers to oh, the good. NFL. Really? So, okay. like, that all of the talks about him coming back are dead because he actually officially submitted retirement wow. papers. Wow. I did not even know that. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but... I didn't yeah, know you I had will to do say, that. In relation to Brady retiring, um, Sean Payton is trying to recruit Gronk to the Broncos, though. Bro... Gronk doesn't need to play any more football, man. <laughs> so does that mean Gronk has not submitted papers? I, I mean, but he could still probably come back. The only thing is if you come back after you've retired, you reset your Hall of Fame clock. Wow, that's tough. So, like, it's five years, I think, before you can be oh, in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah. That's why, like, there was talks about Kurt Warner coming back to the Cardinals at one point after mm-hmm. Carson Palmer left just for a short stint or whatever, but mm-hmm. he wouldn't because it would reset his clock to the Hall of Fame. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. Uh, also, uh, Tom Brady retirement, the video that he posted, if you wanted to go there and get a jar of sand from where he took the video, you can sell that on eBay for $99,000. So, let, let me get this straight. 2020 was the year of getting rich off of crypto. This year is off of Tom Brady's sand. Exactly. <laughs> That's a great. jar of sand that you can go get for free on your own. All right, so, the two biggest flexes, like expenses why in sports this year, have been Tom Brady's retirement sand and a ticket to go watch LeBron James beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's Honestly. like the ultimate flexes. At least it happened at the game they thought it was going yeah. to. Yeah. No, it didn't. The I thought f- it was the, the game before that. The like there were tickets selling for thousands of dollars. For like, the Bucks. The highest. Yeah. The Bucks was after. No, no, no before oh. the Bucks. He they weren't playing at the LA game. though. Poetic. I know they were. Uh, well, he was like fifty some points away. You're. If you bought a ticket, they get I know, but they were still going that high. I was like, I don't know why people are buying these tickets. I bro. don't either. There was I mean, he was like 60, 70 points away at that point. It's gonna be so legendary when he does it and he drops 80. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh, that's tough. High. It's just that picture. LeBron celebrating AD depressed because they're losing by 30. <laughs> no, honestly. And then they there's 10 seconds left in the third quarter. They just stop the entire game. Adam Silver comes down the court. There's a whole camera crew in a ceremony with, a, like, a video presentation. And then they had to play the rest of the 10 seconds. <laughs> I don't think they handled that the right way. Probably, no, they didn't uh, know how a tweet to. that I saw on Twitter was, like, uh, some guy said giving the Lakers old players another halftime. I see you, NBA. I thought Hear that was out. hilarious. Why couldn't they just wait till the end of the third That's quarter? That's what I'm saying, Ten bro. Seconds. <laughs> Ten, I mean, yes. Ten seconds? Just so, let the thunder dribble out the clock. <laughs> exactly. We've managed to go from Tom Brady's to retirement to LeBron breaking the record. That's fast. Um, but I was yeah. just keeping us moving. Back to football. <laughs> uh, Lamar Jackson is expected to get franchise tagged by the Ravens instead of being traded away. That's so disrespectful. I know. Like why don't they just or letting him, him sign somewhere else? Pay the man. Like he, like I mean, it's it's not that Lam- he hasn't done anything to really 
like guarantee that money. Like mm-hmm. he's had great play, and I know they're scared with him being a running quarterback, but like he. He, who else are you going to get? Yeah. What quarterback are you going to draft and guarantee is going to be as good as Lamar Jackson? You can't. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Lamar. Some of those passes he makes are kind of like, they're kind of, mm, I don't know. Because, like, I, there was one where but he But no had, one can touch him in speed. That's the no, thing. He's, I mean, just put him at running back. Fair. <laughs> like, just <laughs> move his position. Just feed it to the jokes of the running back thing. Oh, it's like, gosh. yes, do it. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you have to do, I'm just saying, no matter where I sign Lamar Jackson, I want him on my team. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Very true. I mean, I'd t- as a Cardinals fan, I'm, I might would take Lamar over Kyler. I mean, he's just he's more durable. And the thing is, we know that they want to get rid of him. So I feel like this is more of like, oh, we don't want anyone else to have him, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. You we gotta, don't want to pay him, but we don't want anyone else to have him. Maybe they're franchise, franchise tagging him, guaranteeing him that money for the year, and next year they'll make the decision. Maybe they want to just so. give him one more chance for a championship. But I just feel like when you franchise franchise tag a player, like, oh, we don't know about you yet, and that's just kind of And also, look at the tools morale. that you've given him. Besides Mark Andrews, he does not have a consistent – Pass catcher, yeah. rusher, anyone. Take back the Duvernay disrespect right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I disrespect you, Devin Duvernay. No, he okay. did okay this season. He yeah. did fine. He, he, but he. Here's the thing. It's not. He did not going to the season thinking he was going to be a number one option. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he didn't play like it either. <laughs> That's very true. Um, next up, this just happened today. Uh, Jets asked about. Aaron Rodgers' trade availability from so, the Packers. I saw A-Rod, and I was like, Aaron Rodriguez? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um, no. Uh, but no, they asked about a- um, Aaron Rodgers, um, which I'm really curious about because, in my honest opinion, I don't think he wants to go anywhere but the Raiders right now to play with Devontae Adams again. <laughs> Give him <them> back. I wasn't done. valuable thing. I wasn't done with him yet. I'm play with these rookies, and, and Aaron was <laughs> Sorry. I mean, Alan. He, Alan was like, God you. dang it. Thank you. <laughs> no, you're just disrespecting mid level receivers. Yeah, like, all it is. Also, Alan Lazard, I'd love to have him on a team because he might be one of the best run blocking receivers. That's a good point. That I, mean, is, I haven't really now watched underrated. Catching is like, you know. <laughs> I can't back that because I haven't seen it, but I'll, oh. I'll trust your word for oh, it. Oh, no. He's he's legit when it comes to run blocking. Because I know you were watching those Packers games hard with Watson on your team. Yeah, with Christian Watson and Aaron Jones, I was, you know, I was sweating bullets sometimes. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I feel like we're giving the, and I, I just did it as well. I think we're giving the Packers wide receiver room a little bit too much flack. Um, yeah, there were some drop balls. That's going to happen, especially with Christian Watson being this, being a rookie. But if you really think about it, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Alan Lazard, that's a that's a nice, young that's a core. solid young core. Which Alan Lazard is leaving the Green Bay Packers. He yeah, that's going to happen. Very clear. I'd, I'd say it's on the upper half of the league in receiver core. Yeah, honestly, like it's in the top what sixteen. Is it fifteen? I, it, 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 I would say it's above average. It would, it's definitely <laughs> oh, above yeah, average. Sixteen would be. I half. just killed all of my um <laughs> like represent. Rep- well, I can't talk. I just killed all of my like rep because I just said I, I couldn't decide which team had thirty two and which one had thirty. Which <laughs> league? Or which league? <laughs> all right. So leaving the NFL behind, moving on. The NBA trade trade deadline recap. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I narrowed it down to probably the three most highly talented. Okay. Trades. Okay. Good. So starting with number three. The three-team trade between the Lakers, the Timberwolves, and the Jazz. The Lakers acquired D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, the Timberwolves got Mike Conley, Nikhil, Alexander Walker, and three second-round picks. 
and the Jazz acquired Russell Westbrook, Damian Jones, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and a Lakers first-round pick. I think it's a fair trade. I think it's uh, uh, the honestly Lakers a fair trade. One, oh, but the Lakers sure. are the team that needed to win. If that makes sense, right. I think the team that lost here is probably the Timberwolves. Yes, I say that because they had expectations. for They the did season. have expectations for the season, oh, and they looked trapped. They, they looked trapped. They did look trapped. The Jazz at first, when I first saw, I was like, "Why did the Jazz get Russell Westbrook?" But then I realized they're tanking completely. Oh yeah, they are rebuilding from the from scratch. I forgot they had traded pretty much every single solid player they had, and still, except for like, and then they got back like Lori Markin, and they got back Jordan Clarkson, or and. Those are solid pieces, but they're not trying to to have a winning record this year. They're trying to get someone young. Um, but yeah, the T, the Timberwolves. This, I don't understand why they did this. Uh, Mike calling Nikhil Alexander Walker. Nikhil Alexander Walker's solid, but he's not a starter on a winning team. No. no. Uh, Mike either. Conley's he's he's done. Honestly, like he, if I'm not mistaken, he has a negative plus minus. Average. I wouldn't write him off yet. I don't think he's he's not going. I think he's a solid veteran, but his contract is oh no, horrid right now. Stupid. Well, see, the only thing that I don't understand from Minnesota is they wanted to trade D'Angelo Russell, and he was playing bad, and they're like, no, we'll keep him. Actually, then he starts playing really well, and they're like, now we shall trade now him. We need <laughs> to trade him. Yeah, trade value. Yeah, but they, but they got him. Mike yeah. Conley back. <laughs> And I I think maybe they're trying to get Mike Conley that played with Rudy Gobert and had a good season last year mm-hmm. with Rudy Gobert, but like when does Conley's um contract expire? Now that's a good point. Because um, if it's an expiring contract, it may be worth it. It may be worth it. I just want to look up to see Malik Beasley. Well, Malik um, Beasley was on the Jazz to the Lakers. Yeah, I'm saying okay. I, I would I want to see his three point percentage. His three point percentage for this year so far. Um, is he's shooting thirty five point four percent? I mean that's not bad, but he's, he's also he's a, a creator. Yeah, he's a creator, and he can still shoot. He can still shoot, and that's honestly what I think the Lakers need around is is guys that can knock down shots. Um, they need people to take pressure off of LeBron. Off of LeBron, he's right. their only. AD is doing what he can when he's not injured, but besides that, that's about it. Roy Hachimura is honestly, I've watched the game that I watched. I watched the game where he broke the record. Roy Hachimura was playing like he wanted. Mm-hmm. He wanted to win. Well, he's going to be your defensive like anchor with AD. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to lock. That's him what down I thought. There. I was like, he can, he can, he has a solid offensive skill set. He can score. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the Wizards just didn't play him much. Yeah, and then when they did, they weren't utilizing him exactly um, because I mean, Hachimura, he's a real talent. He's got, I don't know, he's just one of those players you look at. Like and you're like he's got the build for the NBA, he's right. got the proper frame, and he's got this basic skill set that can be developed into mm-hmm. not I won't say superstar. He can be a lower level all star talent, I believe. And I feel like he has the mindset to get there. I feel like he's a go. I feel like he's a real go getter. And and last thing about yeah, the Lakers, no, they did actually manage to win a game last night without LeBron after this trade. So wow. clearly, it's already What's paid funny? a little bit of dividends this year. <laughs> What's funny about that? Is the fact that they traded for D'Lo and their main scorer was Dennis Schroeder. Yep, sounds well, about right. <laughs> I didn't see that. Was it really? Yeah, he was at least That's scorer. nuts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, honestly, I think the Lakers got some nice, not uh, young pieces, but not old pieces. Either. I think they're right at the age they should be to like really, they have experience, enough experience to get pretty far. It depends on LeBron's injury. That's mm. that's a very good point. He said, "Well, now that we have a team, if let they me can stay my foot healthy, that's the thing for them. They need to stay healthy mm. to and start 
when it putting together a string of one games so they can make a playoff push. True. Very true. Um, if they make it to the play in and they're all healthy, I think, I think they can, they'll definitely make it to the playoffs. Yeah, they're a good team. Um, when healthy. Next, uh, this one that no one saw coming, but uh, the Nets, uh, the head of the Nets, really just wanted to screw over Kyrie Irving. Josiah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mavericks acquired Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris from the Nets for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and uh, one first-round pick and two second-round picks. I mean, I like it. I mean, I don't think it like makes them a contender by any means. No. Because Kyrie, is, he's going to ball out for about 12 games, and then he's going to dip back down. They lost the other night when Luka came back. Yeah. Which surprised me. Was that last night? Uh, Luka was back, yeah, I think last yeah. night. So, so like, Luka came back, and they – um. They had that that game like they won when it was just Kyrie. I do like it come playoff time. Mm-hmm. Now I don't like regular season racking up wins, nah. But the problem with the Mavericks postseason has been, hey guys, um, now that it's playoff time and we don't have to, we know what we're doing. We know this team like we play them time and time again. We're just gonna throw everyone at Luca. We don't mm-hmm. have to worry about anyone else on this roster. Yep. Who else is going to drop 30? Like, I mean, there's players that can, but that's a great game for them. It's yep. not a right. okay game. Oh, I just hit my <laughs> mic. But um passionate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luke, but Luca, he now he he can take that pressure off of him because they're gonna have to say, Oh, I can't leave Luca open because Kyrie's sitting over there. Yep. And now, what is I the, is it gonna be Kyrie sitting over there and ready for a shot, or is Kyrie sitting on the bench? Is the question I'm gonna be asking. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they definitely. I think the Mavericks definitely got better. I, I know at first, you know, I don't know how big y'all were on the trade, but I like it just for the fact that now Luca can Doncic can go sit on the bench for like five minutes, and they should not fall apart. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Maxi Cleaver added again. <laughs> right. No, honestly, I'm kind of with Nate here. I like this for postseason, for regular season. It, season it kind of makes me nervous because I don't know. Without Luca just getting trapped on every single play, I don't know how Luca and Kyrie can coexist in the same backcourt. I um, want the ball in Luca's hands. That's Kyrie what I'm saying. But Kyrie is not an also, off-ball player. That's what I'm yeah, saying, exactly. dude. I mean, and I think he can be one because he can make shots. But I don't think he wa- with his ego. I don't think he wants to be one, and I don't think for his ego he can be one. Actually, I would just like to point back to two years ago when James Harden took over the point guard and Kyrie played shooting guard. And look how that fi- look how that worked out. Uh, when the two of them played together, they played well. Yeah. The problem is they after, never had Kevin Durant. But then the thing is, all of their their egos got in the way and they fell apart. What would happen was? Are you talking about? But that's the, three. Talking about the I'm talking about like two people. I, I guess that's fair, I, yeah. I think the Mavericks will be just fine. I'm not as pessimistic as Seth. I don't think Seth likes the trade very much. I think they could find a way to work together, and I think they probably will. I th- yeah, yeah, that's fair. On the other side, honestly, I know they blew everything up, and I know it feels like just big threes in Nets territory do not work out in history. No. So we've had two now, right? We had Paul Pierce, KG. They were older. And what right. was the third one? Darren now? Williams. Darren Williams. And then now we have um, – Joe Johnson was also on that team. Joe, that was a squad. Yeah. Brooke uh, Lopez. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That when was he was squad. relevant, uh, he's still. I think. I he's think he's underrated. still solid, but he's not what he was. I then. a better shooter. So um, that's, that's just fair. a hater. He, had, of he has to be though. <laughs> what do you say? I said that's just a hater of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but looking, at, I like this for the Nets because they got some of that draft capital back. So now they're not completely stranded for the future. Um, and they also got um, Nets um, draft capital with their other trade, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but. 
looking at their roster now, you have a young Cam Thomas who is really budding into a star. Mm-hmm. And now he has the room to develop. Yep. You brought in some solid pieces. Um now we're gonna get to yeah, we're gonna get to but, that. So like you now you build a team around him. Yep. And those other players can still bud into stars because they're good. So yeah. Now I think one through five, they have solid players at every position. They're still gonna be competitive. Nick they Claxton's gonna... young and he's he's oh, yeah. really good. He's very exactly. Good. And so do you have a championship roster? No. no. Do you have a potential championship roster five years from now? Maybe. Maybe. And then you, and if that doesn't work out, by the time you get to that year, you have draft capital yep. to rebuild. I just, have I to really say, liked it for the Nets. I just have to say, good job, Brooklyn, this time getting ahead, yeah. realizing your big three is not working, and going ahead and making moves because they realized last time it was too late. <laughs> and before we move away from that Mavericks trade, uh, honestly, someone I really like this for is Christian Wood. Yeah, who honestly, in my opinion, has probably been one of the most underrated players on that Mavs roster this season. Very solid big man. Uh, he uh, he can shoot. He can grab rebounds. Uh, his averages this season: he averaged an eighteen uh, seventeen point six points, eight point two rebounds, shooting fifty two point nine from the field, uh, and let's see, and also thirty eight percent from three. Mm. Yeah, that's I, that's solid. Well, I don't understand that situation because he, he's been like. The consistently the second worst case scenario, the third best player on that team, and they've just had him coming off the bench for exactly. so much of the season. I don't understand that. So I, I don't want to steal someone's take. I don't know who to appropriately attribute this to, but they made a good point that the thing about Christian Wood is he's going to give you twenty if you play him as a starter consistently. Mm-hmm. But Christian Wood, from what their perspective was, a little bit more of an NBA insight is he plays for himself. He's playing That's for fair. the stats. He's not playing for the team <coughs> to get that win. Right. So I think that might be – there's something in the locker room we can't see. That's very true. was not consistently starting. Very true. If he can if he can become that team player, though, that's a, that's a scary squad come playoff time. The West is stacked. <laughs> the West is stacked. <laughs> we're back. We're back. It's more stacked than it has been, but where the East is reign is over. Oh, and then yeah, that's the one – <laughs> The one that no one saw coming that we've all been waiting for. The Nets said, we're not going to trade Kevin Durant. He's here to stay. And out of nowhere, about 1.30 in the morning, the Suns acquired Kevin Durant and TJ Warren from the Nets for Macau Bridges, Cam Johnson, and four first-round picks. Yikes. I was flabbergasted. He requested the trade. Did he really? Mm -hmm. Did did you see that? Yeah, he he requested it uh, with management. Yeah. Crazy, you know. No one like thought they were. De- it looked like they were just trying to clean house at that point. Yeah, but I mean, I guess they wanted to hold Kevin Durant, but they were like, "Well, we've already traded Kyrie. It's I mean, yeah, only exactly. the right thing to do." Yeah. Um. But now you have Chris Paul, who everyone thought was going to get traded. Then the Suns said <laughs> they were trying to trade him. You have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, T.J. Warren, and DeAndre Ayton as your starting five. That's disgusting. that's disgusting. The bench gets weaker. The bench but does get weaker. If they can pile up enough points before they get to the bench time, then I don't think it matters. <laughs> they still have some solid pieces. They have campaign off the bench. They have uh, Dario Saric, who's okay. He's he can put they in can a maintain. few minutes. Right. They can maintain. The starters are going to pl- have to play some major minutes, which with Kevin Durant's injury issues may be a problem at some point, but. I'm so happy. If for he can Devin stay Booker. healthy, that that squad is ridiculous. Really, I'm happy for Devin Booker. He's like, yeah, he's finally been. The organization had this like what three year stint where they didn't do anything for him, and he has like, another high octane score to get to put some get some pressure off of him. 
So I wonder if the new owners had to do with this, like, oh, decision. They I mean, it is new ownership, it right? They just yeah. They took over, it. like, what, four or five days ago? I mean, yeah, I think they definitely exa- played up. People are saying that that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that, and what I do like about Phoenix, I know you said their bench is a little bit weaker, but when you have that much firepower in the starting lineup, you can afford to stagnate your lineup a little bit, you know, take Kevin out a little bit earlier, put him back in, take out Chris. You know, they can stagnate pretty nice. I think they'll be a good squad. Yeah. Also – I like Macau Bridges for the Nets. I really like Macau Bridges for the Nets and Cam Johnson. And Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson can can get the ball in the basket. He last night his first game with them, he didn't do so well, but he wasn't still not the worst shooter on the team. Spencer Dinwiddie had a pretty bad game. Yeah, uh, Macau Bridges looked like a stud uh, last night. They lost uh, by three to the 76ers. He dropped twenty three points, had two steals, one assist, and six rebounds. Shot forty four percent from the field and sixty percent from three. I mean, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah, um, you like wings like that and Cam Johnson. I mean, they're they're flexible and it kind of gives. Oh, that them, was Macau Bridges. Yeah, well, I'm saying yeah, him yeah. and Cam Johnson are yeah, flexible yeah, yeah. and they give Brooklyn like kind of an opportunity. You know, and their team players. That's what that's what really matters. Right. This year, Brooklyn. You know, they don't own their own pick. They're probably going to try and win as many games as they can. But then let's say they're like, okay, we're not good. We can still flip him. He has a lot of value in the off season. You know, I kind of feel like. This um this is probably not true within the organization at all. It kind of feels like Brooklyn looked over at Cleveland and was like, that model they have is working pretty well. Yeah, true. Let's that. build something similar, mm-hmm. you know, because like it's a bunch of players that are, I mean Darius Garland going to be a star, yeah. like superstar. He's already a star. Like I think he's got that potential. Him and D. Mitch, crazy. But there's no one on that team that's like, I'm top five player in the league right now. You know, right. maybe maybe top ten, not mm-hmm. top five. I'd say, and. That's a, I think that's a great model to follow because you're not feeding into a lot of ego. Everyone yeah. on that team looks like they're playing together and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you also don't have to worry about now, like, as big of contracts. You're still going to have massive contracts, but you don't have the super maxes. In right. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, yeah. just <laughs> looking at the stats between uh, the twins, as they're called, Cameron Johnson and McCall Bridges, looking at McCall Bridges first as the – Fourth, I would say, scoring option on his team. That's great. At the time, he was dropping 17 points a game and also had 3.5 assists, 4.4 points, uh, shooting 46% from the field and 39 from three. And then also Cam Johnson coming off the bench on and off between him and Jay Crowder, which I thought he should have been a starter. But um, I understand why not the defensive aspect. Um, He was averaging 13.8 points, uh, four rebounds, shooting – 46% 46% from the field and 43.9% from three. Yeah, it, very nice it, shooter. It's pretty – that's solid. And that's – their team players, they'll get in there, they'll put up their numbers, and they'll also look out for the younger players as they come in with the new pick – with the picks that they have. So yeah, that's all I got for that segment. Let's move on to the next segment, this or that. All right, so uh, I'm going to give you guys two players, play the same position, most likely play kind of a similar style, and you tell me which one you'd rather have. I'm going to hit you with some stats, see if that changes anything, and then we'll go from there, all right? So our first option, I have LaMelo Ball and Tyrese Halliburton. Who would you rather have? Tyrese. Tyrese. 
honestly, as a Hornets fan, my first thought was honestly Tyrese. I love Lamelo Ball, but Tyrese Halliburton. I don't. I haven't looked at his numbers recently, but at the start of the season, he looked like a stud. Yeah, actually, I have to say, uh, I feel like Tyrese's stats would be nice if his last ten games have. I did not realize they've been kind of a struggle, like really? efficiency wise. They've been down a lot. He's yeah, I don't about. pay attention to the Pacers. I I don't <laughs> think most people do. But uh, <laughs> one last note I want to add on Tyrese. It's insane that it worked out for Sacramento trading yep. him away. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have no idea why they did that. Like, but how they're good now. Though. I mean, Sacramento yeah, they're good now. You're right. And I understand because him and Deer and Fox too much. That's too much to. There's not enough. It's to like that go same like Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, same back. Yep. Works too much. It right. doesn't work. And I think Cleveland made the right choice by going with uh with uh, Darius Garland over. Oh, but absolutely. I'm not sure if uh, if the Kings did the right choice. I mean, I love De'Aaron Fox, but I think Tyrese but Halliburton's they got, better. They got some bonus out of that. Yeah, yeah. They get some bonus. And I'm not out of saying that. I don't know what the trade value yeah. of each player was, but oh no, Tyrese what? is a Tyrese is good, and he's only 22, so that's what are their stats looking like? All right, so um, and we well, know that Lamelo had was injured for the well, so a big they part played of the season. A, a pretty similar amount of games actually. Really? Yeah, okay. he's missed some time too. Tyrese has. Uh, so Lamella Ball is averaging twenty two point nine. So you can go and say twenty three points a game, uh, eight point two assists, six point one rebounds, one point four steals. What I don't like is three and a half turnovers, Ooh. on forty percent from the field and thirty six percent from three point and eighty six percent from the free throw line. So, I mean, to me, it's okay. He's got good averages. numbers, but the. Yeah, the turnovers. The turnovers. turnovers. I mean, shooting. You said eight? Eight, yeah. So Which I will give you. He does yeah. pass the ball a lot. It's not. I will give him Lamello? that much, but this still. This is Lamella. Which but I, I also have to say, um, looking at Hornets games, uh, there are some very inefficient shooters on the Hornets. So. That's also very fair. <laughs> the difference between Lamello and Tyrese is Lamello's a highlight hooper. I love him, but mm-hmm. he is like showtime. Yep. And that's okay. Like It works for him. But it's not going to be as winning brand of basketball as putting my head down and playing fundamentally, right. especially when you're on the team that you are. Mm-hmm. When you they don't have that that the the showtime pieces to I play think, with. I think they want him to be that way though, mm-hmm. because I, I guess it that's sells fair. Yeah. tickets. It does sell tickets. That's the only reason they drafted Lamelo. I mean, over like what um, was it between him and Wiseman? Wiseman went second. Didn't yeah, yeah. they went, went second. Okay. Well, Lamelo failed a third. Yeah, maybe I think that's the reason the other teams didn't draft Lamelo. Yeah, but um, I think that they wanted Hornets really wanted Lamelo to fall to them because they needed a they needed a face of the franchise. Yep, and they're you know as a Hornets fan, I mean, really our only shot of uh, turning this thing around is if we manage to get you know some very nice draft odds come uh, yep. <laughs> later in the draft lottery. So. Moving on to Tyrese. For Victor. Yep. But, uh, one more thing before we move off the Hornets. Another thing is um, that I was surprised with at the trade deadline was that they did, they said that they wanted to move, like all of their um, veteran pieces were available pretty much. The only one they traded was Mason Plumley For a second round pick. For basically. a second round pick and Buying Reggie out, Jackson, Reggie. who they didn't yeah. need, and they're going to buy it, and they bought they d- out. Yeah, so pretty much a second round pick. Um, I and Plumlee's been doing okay. And but he I doesn't look great, but he, he puts up numbers. Mark Williams has actually started playing more, Which and I like. Well, I like so. Mark Williams for that team. I'm very okay with Mark Williams getting more minutes. All right, so moving on to Tyrese, he's averaging 19.8, so about, well, a little over three points less per game, 10 assists per game, 3.9 rebounds, 1.8 steal, 2.7 turnovers. So he's still, I mean, 
about three turnovers a game, on 48% from the field goal, 39.9 from three, and 85% from the free throw line. And as I said, I honestly think his numbers would have been much better had his last 10 games not happened. Let's let's look at this. If Tyrese was on the Hornets, his numbers would be higher than they're on the Pacers. His points would. I don't know if his yeah, assists would. I don't know if his assists <laughs> assist might not be. No. But, like, he's playing with Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, who are both going to get theirs. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know. Yeah, very underrated squad. I like their squad. I mean, mm. I kind of do. But their squad's a little bit better than people realize. Yeah. Um, also, he's averaging more assists and less turnovers mm-hmm. still. So, Yep. Kind of goes to what you said about the the style of basketball. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on to shooting guards. On one side, we have Anthony Edwards, same draft as LaMelo Ball. And on the other side, we have Desmond Bain. Oh, Anthony Edwards. I don't know. I think I might. I love Anthony Edwards. <coughs> um, his acting on point. I think I'm going to go Desmond Bain on this because I think Desmond Bain is sneaky. I think he's a lot better than people think he is. And Anthony Edwards, he's just not in the he, – he, he, once again, he, he's a great fundamental player, but I don't know his upside yet. I don't know where he's going. I think Desmond Bain is going to be my solid second option no matter what. That's fair. My thing is I feel like Anthony Edwards' potential is higher. I feel like he has yeah. more of a potential to be a star than Desmond Bain does. I, I don't agree. think Desmond Bain has the. I think that Anthony, if I had to pick who was going to be my first option and who had the potential to be my first option, Anthony Edwards all the way because I don't think that Desmond Bain has the potential to be a first option on a, on a winning team. I agree. No, no, I agree. But I think I'm going to pick Desmond because your second option can be just as important as your first option. That's very true. So That's very true. Just a spoiler: the reason these. Both these players are here is because their numbers are actually surprisingly very similar. And that really? kind of caught me off guard. So my initial thought would have been Anthony Edwards. But looking at it, Anthony Edwards is averaging, let's say, 24.5 points per game, uh, 4.5 assists, 6 rebounds, a steal and a half on three 3.3 turnovers per game. His field goal percentage is 46, uh, three-point percentage is 36, and his free throw percentage is only six seventy-six. So... The percentages are a little bit lower than you would like, especially when you compare him to Desmond Bain, who's averaging 21 and a half, four assists, five rebounds, a steal on only two turnovers per game at 46.5 from the field, 43.2 from the three-point line. I'm shooting about 7% better from the three-point line. That's disgusting. Over 90% from the free throw line. But, you know, it is worth saying Desmond Bain is three years older than Anthony Edwards. I think we kind of forget that because Desmond Bain spent more time in college. But Also, he has a arguably better team around him right as of right now. He right. definitely has a better point guard throwing him the rock. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But As of right now, because you got to think the injuries with, with Cat and everything on, t- on the Timberwolves is kind of... I think Cat being on that team only hurts Anthony Edwards. I mean, That's also fair. It lowers the scoring, I would say. Yeah, like offensively, Cat demands so much. Like he's like a black hole on the court. Like you have to give him his touches. That's mm-hmm. fair. Like I mean, I'm not saying Cat is going to throw a fuss, have an attitude, but he does kind of have that. Like this is my show yeah. persona, and I can only see what I see on the television. So he might exactly. be a great yeah. person, but Jimmy Butler has completely ruined that man. Ooh. The only thing that really <laughs> caught me off guard though that. was Desmond Bain. Assist number was about the exact same as uh as Anthony Edwards, and I don't know why, but I see Anthony Edwards with the ball in his hand, but I see Desmond Bain is just an off-ball guy, but the assist numbers were pretty much identical. Which, 
I feel like Desmond Bain has more people to pass to right now than Anthony Edwards does. Probably true. That's Anthony probably. Edwards has to score. If he doesn't score, they can't. They're not going to win. They don't have a lot of scores right now. That's true. I agree. All right. So moving on to our small forward position, uh, and I do want to put this little thing out here. We have uh, Buddy Hield versus Chris Middleton, and I know at first that seems wild that their stats are even comparable, but I wanted to do Chris Middleton justice and uh, throw in his numbers from last year, where he played about seventy games, because his numbers this year through about I think it's uh, he's played almost twenty games is absolutely brutal. He's averaging like thirteen points on like. 35% shooting from the field and, like, 27 from three. I mean, he's having a dreadful season. So uh, I'm going to throw last year's numbers to give him a fair shot. But, you know, right now, okay. what are y'all taking? His hairline is also uh, not helping out with his stats either. I or just re- into work. That poor man's getting memed <laughs> right now. So I wasn't going to go that far. I'm so sorry, but, uh, Chris, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I respect. Wasn't gonna go that far, but (laughs) this poor man is getting memes so hard for his hairline being halfway up his head. All right, so after the memes, Chris Milton or Buddy Hield, what are y'all thinking? Before you hear any numbers, I think Buddy is slept on. I think Buddy, if he was on the right team, is that guy. He's not number one. Once again, I think both of these guys are number two or number three option on a championship team. But I think Buddy has been a great shooter his whole career and has been a record-setting shooter his whole career. I mean. It, the man, they're about the same age. I thought Buddy Hill was un, was under thirty. Yeah, he's exactly he's 30, thirty. Yeah, and, and he's about to be thirty-one. Jeez, dude, that's um. Just this I year, would though. also pick Buddy Hill, though. I feel like uh, I st- for some reason I guess not. Though. I mean, he's thirty years old, but it feels like he still has more to grow as a player. And I don't think Chris Middleton. Well, 30's not over the hump. It's normally like True, a little bit more towards your mid 30s. I right? feel like Chris Middleton declines from here, but I don't. Buddy might get better. I feel like Buddy still has room to get better. I don't think Chris Middleton can get better than he is right now. I'm going to say, I don't know if he'll be better than last season. I sh- I would imagine he can only get better from. The, like, like I said, his numbers this from year this have been season, dreadful. I, my thing is, I don't think he can get. I don't think he. His. But, his momentum of like right is gonna it's not upward yeah. he's not going upward I, I see what you're saying I think he's in the late half of his career the last few years of his career honestly unless he gets a un, like a decent like low low contract and becomes like a veteran player on a team but right now with that contract he's on he's not playing up to it and if I had to pick between two I'd pick Buddy Hield okay yeah I'm gonna go Buddy I I honestly. First thought, without hearing any stats, I would have gone Chris Middleton. But the stats from Chris Middleton last year are 20 points per game, five and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, uh, one steal, a block, on three turnovers, which you don't like coming from, I mean, not even your main guy. A small, especially a guy that's not really a playmaker on your team. That's that's a lot. I mean, that shows pretty bad passing skills, playmaking skills. Uh, 44% field goal percentage, 37 from three, and 89 from the free throw line. And now if we compare that to Buddy, he's averaging 18, so about two less points, five rebounds, uh, three assists, the exact same amount of steals. Um, he's only averaging 1.9 turnovers, so I mean two. But his field goal percentage is what makes him better. 45% from the field, 43 from the three-point line, and 86 from the free throw line. So does that change? I mean, I'm assuming not. <laughs> no, I feel like it, I would still take Buddy, especially. I mean, I'm looking at Chris Milton's stats from this season. They're 
he dropped way off from last season. Yeah, that's why I was. Yeah, that's why I wanted to give him a little bit of credit and give him last year's. Yeah, credit. so I would definitely take I Buddy Hield. Yeah, no, I'm going Buddy. All right, next on to our power forwards. I have very two very interesting players I wouldn't even thought to compare originally. We have Laurie Markinen and Kristaps Porzingis. Who would you rather have? We might disagree here. We might. I don't know, dude. That looks tough. I know you're a big Laurie guy. I, I do like I'm Laurie Markkinen, but guy. my <laughs> thing is he had such a great start to the season for the Jazz, and then it kind of just felt like he kind of fell off a little bit out of nowhere. I'm biased. I know, we know, I know you're but biased. It's not just because I'm a Wizards fan, because, I mean, I don't think Chris Tops fits our timeline. I honestly kind of agree with that. I would rather have Chris Tops. I want Chris Tops because he has been hooping. There's so many 39, 40-point S games that he's just going off on, and he's doing it sometimes when Bradley Beal is on the court, which is impressive. Yeah. He's grabbing boards. <laughs> and that's the thing. I feel like Laurie Markin and start to the season, I mean, he's playing for the Jazz, who he's – one of their top options right now because they don't have that many bucket getters. Wouldn't that be the same for Kristaps though? I mean, I mean, but he has a he has Bradley Beal who who's can been get, out for a while. Yeah, that's also fair. Dang. And uh, and that's uh, there's tough. Colin Sexton and well, there was Jordan Clarkson. There's some guys oh, who get buckets dude, on that's, the Jazz. I I, I don't think know there's why. more guys who gets buckets on the Jazz. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, probably. Which probably makes it harder for Kristaps because uh, I mean, he's got a lot more attention. I would imagine. Yeah, so Which tall European. <laughs> exactly. I feel like either one. I feel like they play pretty much the same exact game. I feel like Kristaps is a little bit more rim protector, rim protector, and can get to the bat. I he has a little bit more muscle than Laurie Markin does. It seems like, and he can. Which part of that's due to a little bit older, right? That's also yeah. True. He's, he's, a little he's bit two older. years older. He, yeah. Okay. So the actual stats are it's kind of similar to what you guys may have thought. Now Laurie Markin's actually averaging a. 25 points a game, eight and a half rebounds, two assists, uh, ha- only half a block and half a steal, uh, 1.8 turnovers on 51% field goal percentage and 42 from the three-point line. So, I mean, he's been a marksman. No pun intended. Kristaps <laughs> <laughs> uh, Porzingis is averaging about two points less per game, uh, 22.6, about the same amount of rebounds at eight and a half. Two and a half assist. Uh, he does average an entire block more per game, which is kind of like what you guys figured. And his efficiency is lower than that of Laurie Markkinen, which is at 48% and 37% from the three-point line. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, either or. Does that change kinda... either one of y'all's opinions? Does it just make it more of a toss-up? Yeah, it just makes it more of a toss-up, man. I don't... They're They're like... Same. They're literally like they. They're yeah. almost the same player, honestly. I just think that I'd they rather, fit the same role. I'd rather have Porzingis because I think Markinen can get better. Yeah, but we've seen Porzingis in New York at peak, like unicorn, which he's probably averaging better numbers. I mean, than I he think this has probably been one of his yeah. best years so, like, on the is Wizards. He even stepping up to another level, and like in I don't know. I he, mean, both of them are in their. 20s still, yeah. so they still got room to grow. My yeah. thing is, when you watch the two, it, it seems like Chris Stapps' mentality is a little bit more go-getter than Laurie Markin's is. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right, you got that last All right, position. so the last one, uh, the center position, is a blind comparison. I'm going to give you guys the numbers, not give you the names, because I'll reveal that in a second. And I want you guys' honest opinions just from hearing the numbers, Okay. So player one, uh, we have uh, 
a center averaging eight points a game, eight rebounds a game, an assist, two blocks, half a steal, and less than a turnover per game on 71.5% field goal percentage in 21 minutes of action. So I just thought that was also important to throw. Okay, so It's not as bad for 21 minutes. No, yeah, he's not – he has not been a full-time starter this year. He's actually kind of grown into a starter, and his points lately have been more like 20-point games. He's starting to really get his uh, feet going. And player number two is averaging 13 points a game, 11 rebounds a game, the exact same amount of assist, actually an entire block less than player uh, one, um, half a steal, double the turnovers at 1.7, shooting uh, 67% from the field goal percentage, so about 5% lower, and is playing over 30 minutes a game. Well, at I mean, about thirty and a half, uh, it's going to be shocking to us, I'm sure. But on the no-brainers, player one. Yeah, but I feel like your percentage is going to drop when you are putting up more shots. That is very true. True. So that's not. I mean, but uh, if both I of them are very. I mean, that's efficient numbers either oh, yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're a center, you should be putting up sixty percent plus. I think because yeah. you yeah. are taking unless you're a shooting center. Yeah, right? unless you're a shooting center. If you're playing back to the basket, banging in the paint, then you need to be putting up sixty percent plus. There's the prime DeAndre Jordan percentages. Yeah. Um, but let's. I'm going player one. I'm going player one as well. I and I just want to point out, it is kind of shocking that player one is playing about ten minutes less a game and has about twice as many blocks. So that's, I mean, that's Ooh. nice rim protection. So player number one is Walker Kessler. Are you serious? And player number two is Rudy Gobert. Think about <laughs> that for a second. Uh, Walker Kessler is nice though. Walk- Walker Kessler is nice. That's the. I mean, is that not unreal? They traded Walker Kessler for Rudy Gobert along with, like, their future franchise. Like, four other first-round picks. One thing we've learned about Steven the Nice, he loves European big men. That yes. is true. <laughs> he no. loves European big men and Walker Kessler. That's oh, he, it. He's Eastern European, though, isn't he? No, he's from, like... I he's have there? no idea. He's from uh, Auburn's where? I don't remember where Auburn's Auburn is. Auburn's in Alabama. Yeah, he's from Alabama. He's from Alabama? Yeah, that's why he okay. That's why he transferred to Auburn. I just, the way he, like, looks and his last name, Kessler, I was assuming maybe German. No, he's from America. So, okay. the, well, then you the whole one reason team. that one was blind was just because I cannot believe that Walker Kessler can actually be how in one season. Eight. And so, how many rebounds? Uh, eight. Dang. So, he's a double-double guy if he gets full starters. Yeah, if he gets if he full gets, starters, I mean, he can be yeah, a double-double Ten more guy. minutes, he's easily going to... Probably match Rudy Gobert's, and he's already has about twice as many blocks as Rudy. I didn't know that. That part's nuts. Twice as many in about 10 minutes less per game. That is. Which at Auburn, not as much at UNC because he didn't get as many minutes, but at Auburn, he would he could protect the rim. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was the leading shot blocker, so I guess it shouldn't be as much of a surprise as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to glaze over our fantasy football? Yeah, we can get through that pretty quickly. We've probably got uh, some similarities. <laughs> yeah, so this is the fantasy football wrap-up. All right, starting with the biggest breakouts. Uh, who are your top players? Like, just give. Uh, Want to go with three? Uh, yeah, we can. Are go we going them. by any certain position? Like, or uh, we just do? Just, I just did in general, general honestly. Right. Um, I said Justin Fields. Okay. Justin Fields looked really good this year. That's good. Um, I wrote down five, so I'll just go over them all really quick. I don't have to talk about a few of them. Geno Smith, Christian McCaffrey, Kenneth Walker looked like an absolute stud when he finally was able to get some some touches. Once Rashad Penny went down, um, and Jalen Hurts, what a year for that for 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 the him franchise and the him, franchise yeah. in general. Yeah, true. I'll Nick rat- Sirianni, man, he he's been going crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll rattle off a few, um, and they're going to cross over a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Brown, 
Um, you've got people like Trevor Lawrence. That was impressive. Trevor Lawrence looked Christian nice Kirk year. had a good mm. year. Um, and I, I was going to throw Geno in there. I just think that's impressive that he balanced back this late in his career and just did his thing. Um, the Jaguars have a scary future ahead of them, man. Oh, yeah. That no. team has uh, yeah. to be Peterson. so good. Peterson's that guy as a coach, too. That's the thing. Pe- people don't think about Doug Peterson led the, the Nick Foles Eagles to a freaking Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> I mean, very, yeah. It, it's unbelievable how much a good coach can just change everything. So I have some similarities to both of y'all. I put Jalen Hurts, I put Kenneth Walker. Uh, two running backs that I wanted to mention. Now, they might not even go down as steals, but it was like, hey, you did good. And if you drafted a running back in the first round, you most likely were not feeling good. So if you took Austin Eckler, you mm. were probably feeling – he was one of the few first-round running backs that was worth the first round. And then Josh Jacobs, who was not a first-round running back, but he was about as good of a value as you could have possibly gotten at running back. Would you say Chubb was a first-round value? Uh, going into the season, I would not have said, but said he it. played better than most of what you would have gotten in the first round. Yeah. Uh, as far as receivers, I mean, I think there's obvious, like, Justin Jefferson, if you, Tyreek Hill, if you took either one of them in the first round, you're feeling happy. Jamar. Because Jamar. Jamar. Like, first-round picks were not good. Like, you hope you took a receiver, mostly. Poor and, Cooper Cup got injured. Right. That was honestly the only receiver and that disappointed, and it was injury. Had so had the biggest Super Bowl hangover in history. Oh, so. Oof, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did want to add two wide receivers, or uh, two more players. One's a wide receiver, one's a tight end. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, I feel like... He went off at the end of his rookie season. Yeah. People thought it was a fluke. Uh, he literally just did that all of last year. So I'm, I'm thinking eventually people are going to realize, okay, Amin Ra is a very talented receiver. Yep. Well, he's got Jared Goff as his quarterback. He better be good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Jared Goff didn't look no, bad this year. He didn't. And then just because of how bad tight ends were, I think Dallas Goddard was like about as good of a tight end as you could. Or, you know, Dallas Goddard or TJ Hawkinson. Because those were the only guys other than Travis Kelsey that was really... Dude, Dude Travis, Travis Kelsey just showed how... Show. Oh, Mark Andrews started off like good for about three or four weeks and just was like, okay, you're going to get zero or ten. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Darren Waller wasn't anything. Oh, anything at all this year. I think, honestly, this season just showed how good Travis Kelsey is. Oh, yeah. Because, like I said, I mean, if you didn't take Travis Kelsey, I... So hope that you had uh, Dallas Goddard or TJ Hawkinson because I'm talking yeah. about year wide because George Kittle was good. Now year now, wide, um, those are the only two that I'd rather have. You know, also I won't say year long, but Najoku. Yeah, he had he had a good flash once he got once he got healthy. That yeah, could that be good for thing. upcoming years. That could be something worth taking a note of. Um, so, letdowns, bro. All right, so here's my list. <laughs> His team, no, <laughs> honestly, my team, dude. I had the first pick in our draft. Steven won our league. And he blew everyone else out of the water. Thank you. My team looked so good on paper, but they just did not perform at all. Kyle Pitts, dear God, what an atrocious year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had him. And is that his fault, though? Who was throwing him the ball? That's also fair. They well, did not throw the Marcus Mariota threw to Drake London or no one. That's about it. Someone who had Kyle Pitts and was hoping, because I traded for him after a down week one, because I'm like, oh, he's going to bounce back. He had multiple games for like seven or eight targets for two catches for 10 yards. I mean, it was, I don't know if it was badly thrown balls, because I'm not watching the Falcons. You can't pay me enough to do that. No, <laughs> you can't. But whew. you know who I'm going to put on my surprising list? Who? A-Rod. He was not a great fantasy oh, player. Oh, no. Dear God. He really no. wasn't a good quarterback this year. You Brady <laughs> no. your quarterback. No. Um, but on top of that, Kyle Pitts, you couldn't drop him. You couldn't drop it. You could not make a – until probably like the last few weeks. When he you got could not like, make a good excuse to drop him or trade him because who's going to pick him – who are you going to trade him for? 
on top of that, Justin Herbert, he looked okay by himself, but that they had a rough year. At Overall. The, char- the yeah. Chargers played like the Chargers. Um, Russell Wilson, dear God, what a Ooh. horrendous season. Jonathan Taylor, he was the number one consensus number one pick going into the season. He just did not look good. He had some injuries at near the end of the season, but even when he played, he just did not look like himself. And then people, some people who thought, uh, oh, he's going to be on a new, this guy's going to be on a new team. He'll be, have someone to throw to him. Allen Robinson. Oh yeah. I, oh, that was a big buzz. That that was rough to 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 witness. Yeah, that no, I agree. Uh, okay, I mean, I just think that we've already kind of talked about who to look forward to next season. I mean, there's several good young options. Someone I'll throw into the mix is Olave. Um, oh, Chris Olave. It's going to be a great one going into the future. Watson, we talked about earlier. We have a lot. Of, there's so many good young receivers. Garrett Wilson, if he can get, if they can get a solid starting quarterback in there. And I'm a Cardinals fan, but I'm going to throw Hollywood Brown in just because oh, yeah. if they Dude, I had D-hop, him. When he was healthy, he was yeah. disgusting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when D hops, if he does leave, if that happens, he goes to the Patriots. Whatever. Um, Marquise Brown's going to be number one in yeah. a PPR and league. You want Marquise Brown? But I mean, can yeah. Kyler see him? Is the question. That's the problem. Was Kyler Murray thrown to him? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, he was. Um, another per. And this is my thing for next year. Uh, my who to look for for next year? The entire Bengals offense. Dear God. Because that team is their offense is so talented. They have so many young pieces. Joe Mixon had an off year, and he still had probably one of the best running back games we've seen ever. And they didn't barely played him in the second half. Oh yeah, that game oh, yeah. against the week the five. Panthers. I think it was week five versus the Panthers. That was as a Panthers fan, I was so upset, but also I could not help but respect this man for dear. God, he played like an absolute monster. Yeah, I don't think we've had a game like that since the Alvin Kamara uh, Christmas Day, where he went for six touchdowns instead of five. Rough man. <laughs> Ooh, that was insane. And that it was five in the first half. They could he could have gotten more. That's what's insane. He could have. That they just let him rest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've done your work. You've done your work. Where they can't come back, go sit down, get some get some water. Yeah. Um, well, in about uh, 30 minutes, we're going to be watching uh, a pretty important event. Yeah, uh, we are recording this right before the Super Bowl <laughs> takes place. So, Super Bowl predictions, boys? I'm going with Eagles. And you know why I'm going with Eagles? Because I was listening to the um, Travis Kelsey pod, his podcast. He Bro, New Heights is so good. Heights, yeah. there you go. I was trying to think of the name. And Kelsey, um, I have to specify, Jason, yeah. was yeah. like pulling not just for – um, no, 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 sorry. I am way off base here. I was watching Pat McAfee. It made me think oh, of Jason okay. Kelsey because A.Q. Shipley was up there. And, uh, of course, oh, okay. ex-lineman. Uh-huh. He was talking about the battle of the trenches, and he's really pulling for the Eagles because the Eagles are so much better on the line. They are. Both, on sides. both sides. I mean, they're yeah. good. So that's yeah. a big thing. But the thing is, even if you get through to Patty Mahomes, he can get away from you yeah. and throw an insane pass. That is very You true. can never count that man out. I don't know. I mean, I want to go Eagles just because I think that they have the – well-built, constructed roster. One, um, someone pointed out, best team versus best player. Yeah. Right, that's what it I, is. I would agree. Patrick Mahomes is going to be the best player on the on, on the, field, the field, but I don't think he has the best team. Yeah, I feel like this game is going to come down to the Eagles' defense. Can they stop the Chiefs' offense? Because we already know the Chiefs' defense is not going to be able to stop the Eagles' offense. Most likely, and you most don't likely. want it. Yeah, like, I'm, fired I'm, that's very take. true. <laughs> Which quarterback is 100? percent They're both coming off of injuries. That's very. That's also true. The th- Here's the thing. The, it, on paper and watching the games, you would think that this is a no-brainer. The Eagles 
are going to blow them out of the water. But you can never count Pat Mahomes out. You can never count. So him are you out. going Chiefs? I. W- I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Chiefs, man. I don't know why, but I feel like they, I feel like they See, have that. I have that overwhelming sense of dread that the Chiefs are gonna win too, even though I want Eagles. Yeah, but I think I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna go Eagles. I'm just gonna lock that in. I don't. Uh, it's a toss up. It's a great Super Bowl matchup. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be a good game. I, it might even be a close game, but I don't just want to make a prediction. I want to make a bold prediction. So I'm saying the Eagles win by ten or more points. I don't even. Wow. Think, I think the Eagles are gonna win by at least double digits. I, it, I thought about two touchdowns, but I'm going double digits. But you don't. You you miscalculated by one thing. The um the Chiefs have the. Caffeine King himself, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> That's what, bro. That man is like eyes wide open all the time. He needs, it's a <laughs> um, yo, he's wild. And also, let me say this: I, I, either way, I'm just happy one of the Kelseys is bringing home a ring tonight. I mean, yeah, this is the Kelsey Bowl, and honestly, what uh, watching both of their journeys as brothers has been incredible to watch. This is going to be a great game for their t- entire family. Very happy for them. And either way, honestly, as long as it's a good game, I'm not going to be upset at either team that wins. I feel like they both deserve it. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. Very true. Well, anything else you want to add before we sign off? I think that's about it. I think that's about it. Thank you for joining us today. This has been Let the Play Develop. We'll see you next time.